the mysterious disappearance of a 30-year-old mother has captivated residents of central Pennsylvania for over three decades. With potential connections to other unsolved crimes, a history of allegations made by local residents, and no new information from the Attorney General's office since they took over the case in 2018, small-town theories, conspiracies, and suspicions continue to run rampant today. This is the cold case of Barbara Miller. About last night, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to About Last Night. Thank you for joining us for the last episode of our first season in which we have dug into the disappearance of Barbara Miller from Sunbury, Pennsylvania. This episode will be a roundtable discussion featuring Francis Scarcella and Scott Schaefer, both who have joined us previously. Another guest that is joining us today that has not been on the podcast so far is Lynn Miller. Lynn is Eddie Miller Jr.'s stepmother, and I'm very grateful that she was so willing to come on and join us today. As we know from previous episodes, Scott Schaefer was convicted of the homicide of Ricky Wolf in 1989. He was released from prison 17 years later after pleading no contest to conspiracy to commit kidnapping and conspiracy to commit third-degree murder. His ties to Barbara Miller began way back in 1989. After Scott was arrested, Barb called his fiancée at the time and indicated that if Scott was not released at his pretrial hearing, she would come forward with evidence that would prove him innocent. Lynn Miller is married to Barb's ex-husband and took in her son, Eddie Miller Jr., and helped raise him after Barb disappeared when he was just 14 years old. Up until this point, we haven't been able to get in contact with someone who had one-on-one personal connections with Barbara Miller when she was alive. Well, Lynn Miller had just that. So I really wanted to ask her what Barb was like as a person how she was with Eddie, who she was as a mother, as a friend. Barb's one flaw, only one that made this different, is she never met a stranger. She only met met potential friends. And, you know, that was a big character flaw and it got her in trouble. But she was a good person. She loved her son and never would have just left him. Mm-hmm. Lynn, let me ask you, uh, all these years that have gone by, and we've talked many times, and late at night, and right. weekends, and all times of the day and night, right. what what frame of mind is, first of all, her son, you, and everybody connected to the cousins, you know, Sue, mm-hmm. everybody, what frame of mind do you guys have when it comes to the anniversary, when it comes to holidays? Those type of situations. Eddie Jr. will be 48 in October. He reverts back to the lost 14-year-old child. It's miserable. He's uncontrollable. I don't know how else to say it. And we all feel the same way. Why so long? Mm-hmm. Why? And in, the, and in the same token, I can turn to you, Scott, because you've been since that time and and come to know 
all of them. Eddie Miller, yes, then you've come yeah. to know them all. That <clears throat> Tim Wolf, everybody. So, what are Tim your was supposed to be here? He's not no show for no reason. I don't know what the reason is, but he must not have been able to make it. But what what is your and obviously I mean I, again we've also spoke on several oh. days nights weekends and hundreds of hours under hundreds of yeah. hours. But what is the I mean you obviously are the glue to all yeah, of this that I keep keeps pushing that, that keeps not just keeps pushing but you keep everybody together in that so that everybody's not off of the rails during this time. So tell us about that moving forward. Well, right now as you know we're waiting on the attorney general who confiscated all of our findings and research and everything we had they still have it uh and hopefully they're using it i mean like i told you before i don't care who gets the feather in their cap for solving this somebody solve it get it done you know that's you have the 21 pieces of evidence there that could show who was at the ricky wolf murder scene and it will link you to the barbara miller murder uh, i was just reading through richard bramhall's notes when he was putting it together with trooper mcginley at the time corporal mcginley and how he was piecing it together in every uh character that they were coming up with in the Wolf murder was corresponding in the uh, Barbara Miller disappearance, including Mike Egan, Roy Harold, Sean Bob, Steve Marks, all the ones who were players in the other ones that who got uh, plea deals, who got uh, immunity granted for lying on the stand. Steve Marks lied up in the stand saying Billy Hendricks on the Blue Torino in 1987 or 1986. Billy Hendricks didn't buy the Blue Torino until uh, April of 1987. That's a document you have. Yeah, I brought all the documents here to back it up. With that, I was asked a question recently, and it was a good question, and I actually didn't have a, an answer for it, but people have asked, why do you not go for an actual pardon? And I said, I, I, I can only speculate because he doesn't want a pardon. Yeah. He wanted to be, so explain that part of it, because that was a question everybody asks along the okay. way. In, in my eyes, a pardon is saying, listen, we're going to excuse what you did. You know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Hendricks didn't do it, you know, and we're, we were both innocent. We, and we both sat the longest. He sat longer than I did because he kept screwing up. He had a lot of write-ups, and he's, he's still screwing up. I mean, God bless him. I love him, but he's still a screw-up. And uh, it, it's, I don't want to pardon. I want, I, I, want, and I want a full exoneration. I want everybody to know, and I want to know who did it. I want not only to know that I didn't do it. The evidence is there. Get it. Show who did it. It'll tie it all together. I mean, there's... Like I said before, and I brought that documentation too, the uh, voice stress analyzation, I passed five of them. Nobody passes them. I passed three of the tiered uh, polygraph tests from Maitland Investigation with, with Elmer Criswell, the most renowned polygraphist in, in the country right now. And it wasn't good enough. They still had anonymously send a letter showing Billy Hendricks' ledger from the Susquehanna University that he signed 121186 and brought that with me too. That came in an anonymous letter to his attorney at the time. So they used that to get us out because they couldn't say that they made a mistake. So instead, it was newly discovered evidence. Which is which is why you're saying that forget the pardon. You don't care about a pardon. Yeah. You, don't, you want the full exoneration. But more importantly than a full exoneration, you want to be able to help everybody. And I promised Eddie and I promised Tim and I promised Lynn. I said, when I get out, we got real close. I, uh, Kathy Huffman yeah. at the time, Kathy Quinn, Kathy Byers, she has a thousand names. She passed away. Uh, I, I promised, was there. I was yes. Yep, we were there. Me and you were up there together. Yeah. I promised him that I'd get to the bottom of this and find out what was going on, and I will. You know, it's not only it's only been thirty three years. What's That's a couple a more? Yeah. What's a couple more? Yeah. Go ahead, uh, okay. Like Scott said, everything that we had was turned over, and we had turned over the Bald Act. That would has to be essential. 
-hmm. We turned over... Can't find it now. The ball bat's not in the evidence. Now that I'm not aware of because it was turned over. Mm -hmm. And it was supposedly taken to Harrisburg. Well, the 21 pieces we have, that doesn't include the, uh, the ball bat that, that I tried to point out to my attorney at trial because they were saying about it was a pair of doubled up nunchucks that smashed his face in to kill him. And I said, you no. know, it's impossible that, that your convex and contour lines would have been different. And it was a cylindrical wound. Right. And it shoved it his a, skull back. You couldn't do it. It, it couldn't was have a the power. T-ball bat. A Louisville slugger. Yeah. And that's what the dimensions would have been, the three and a half millimeter by eight and a half centimeters. We turned over everything they asked for and more. We'll be back after this. Chris Reese is not your average insurance agent. He's your neighbor. He's a coach for your child's sports team. He is the loyal customer of your local small business. Chris Reese is an insurance agent who wants to support you as well as your community. He wants to help protect you from the risks of everyday life while also helping you realize your dreams. Offering personal and small business insurance as well as financial services, Chris Reese, State Farm Insurance Agent. For more information, call 570-495-4556 or email chris at sunburyinsurance.com. Lynn, let me ask you, along the way throughout all of this, has there ever been any sign whatsoever that she was out there and anything, have you ever had any hope, even in the first couple years, five years, 10 years, did you have any hope that yeah. there were sightings, there was anything? After <clears throat> one week gone, we knew she wasn't coming back. Why? She would have left it. She would never have left her son. And that's what I there was from you. no, no doubt. How about her mother? Have you talked to her mother before she passed away? Uh, several times. I talked with Martha and I don't think she could comprehend mm -hmm. at that point what may have happened to her daughter, which is why I wound up standing up and taking her place. And you know who she was with mm -hmm. at the time when she disappeared and what was going on. Yeah. It's not like it was a shock. Uh, no. But I'm saying it's, and everybody tiptoes around it, it's Mike Egan. Okay. She was with Cut Mike Egan. Dry. Absolutely. And 100% sure in my heart and my mind. He had something to do with it, if not everything to do with it. He was one of the good old boys back in the day. It's absolutely. And he and had the chief of police and all them back then who were all in codes with him when he was a bad cop. Right. How many people come up to you on the street, or Scott, how many people come up on the street that have seen coverage or have... Every day. Every day. And it's odd because a lot of people think it's her sister Linda Miller doing it. So it kind of <laughs> takes yeah. the I explained it to him too that you're not her sister that you're married to her ex-husband and raised daddy. Mm -hmm. so. Which which you talked to her sister right? Oh I talked to Cindy and I, or Cindy Linda. I talked to Susie. And how about you on the street? What are the? Oh it's it's every day. I No matter where I go Wise's gas station. Hey how's it going? You find out anymore? Is AG mm -hmm. doing anything? Uh, is anybody moving? And in the same thing as all the time. You know it's corruption. It's corruption that's covering it. And, and it is. It's been, I've been going through the police reports. They have all the evidence from before we were arrested that they have now to prove that we didn't do it. And they still won't act on it. The one question I have is, what are they afraid of? What 
Or I say who? repercussion because of all the cases that would end up being overturned because of the uh, uh, prosecutorial misconduct. Right. And so it was, if it's proven that the district attorney at the time knew and he did, <laughs> that we were innocent. And I mean, that's what I was going through today, that they're trying to get Rick Hummel deposes his brother and he has it right it's right there tap his phone that his brother was calling him yeah that he's telling him we were innocent and he said you're not going to ruin my my big day he didn't care about justice he didn't care if we were innocent mm -hmm. he tried to put me in the electric chair so yeah i'm a little bitter damn right i am do i want to see his ass fry yeah there are people i know that we've talked to uh, through their teeth and yeah have any of have any of the people from that you would have known from back then reach out to you, or have people kind of just faded away? A lot have faded away. A lot. Yeah, still got mostly everybody from back then are still diehard. Still reach out, you know. On your end, yes. On my on end, end, I'm yes. probably on yeah, Facebook yeah. all the time. So yeah, well, on our end, basically everyone's saying, "Well, she's dead, isn't she?" Yeah. <laughs> As if that's, knowing that is all you get. And I know I touched on it before and asked you about, uh, about Eddie, but what, what do you get from him on those well, what moments? Has, uh, it's between frustration and anger. But the one thing that bothers me is I knew some of what Tim had gotten out of that, Miller had gotten out of the house in Milton and things we could identify, and nothing. Where is it? Let's talk about that. What, do you, what were your thoughts on that? They killed her, put her through a wood chipper, and mixed her with the cement. Mm. I think it's everybody's conclusion. That is I what I truly believe. Even if they didn't immediately kill her there and run her through the wood chipper, they killed her and buried her, and when they got a tip that they were trying to find her, she was dug up, ran to the chipper, mixed with cement. Because why would you build a two-foot concrete wall to hold up a small balcony that's four by eight? I'm a contractor. You need a f eight inch block, not two foot of concrete. Well, I'll tell you, she's not the only one that was there. No, in there. I heard that. It's true. We'll be right back. The America's Hose Company has been serving Sunbury and the surrounding community since 1893. Today, they respond to emergencies with multiple ambulance crews and a tower within the Sunbury Fire Department. Their social club is a hot spot for many Sunbury locals looking for a relaxed environment and a home-cooked meal after a long day on the job. Their menu offers the classics along with a new special every day at an affordable price for the whole family. Come and enjoy yourself for good food good drinks, and good friends. Right. With all of that said, and all of those... <laughs> and whose house was it? We know it was Kathy Egan's. It we was know owned who owned by it. Sam, Sam Rank. Rank. Judge Sam Rank, the one who prosecuted and sentenced me to life in prison. And then the man... I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Made sure that him and Robert Sacavage were the judges on all the cases, all the hearings we came back through, that they were the judges. So with that, and the, and the theories, and the mm -hmm. previous thoughts, and everything from there, if today were day one, what do you want to see moving forward? Now, Scott, we know yours is, is a lot different situation right wow. now, because we're, you're still in that, in that process, but 
Lynn, what for today's day one, what do you want to see? I want this solved as quickly as possible. I want the right people convicted. And let us move on. Scott has a lot on his plate. Do you think that would bring closure to to your immediate family yeah. and to Eddie? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of hatred and a lot of hurt feelings. At but least it's one step closer. It's closer. It's closer than what we have now. And let's say that it is true and and she was killed. I mean, isn't that something that your family just wants to have that final ceremonial? Daddy will not rest till he has a piece of his mother. They can provide that. I might step back for a while. And Scott, obviously, in yours is, is different because you're still in the, you're in still the process and you're so still... And I'm sure you're far from done with with proceeding forward, but oh, absolutely, but, not. It's, there's so much more to do even after this is done. You know, it's it's going to go forever. It, it's like this is get, getting the proof that that we're innocent, and we didn't do it, and that she was killed because she was going to come forward. That's the tip. After that is who covered it up? Why did they cover it up? Who are they covering for? And why? I mean, you have the, the evidence. The corruption in the, the corruption, court. The corruption and in the, the courts. legal system. Yep. The back then, Northumberland County was, was so bad. It was Eddie Jr. had done tape recordings at the very beginning of this. And no one even knew they were done. I knew it because I sat there and saw it. I wish one tape would show up. Yeah. Right. She called to my house and left it on the voice machine. Yeah. It's just like, what what happens to a piece of evidence like that? You know what I mean? Like, we talk about the corruption. How can something like that... I brought along seven different statements that Rob Hummel gave before the trials until, they, until the prosecution and the state police helped him get his story straight. He changed it seven, and 13 different times, actually. I only have seven here. But 13 different times until... It was to where they could not adjust because every time we come up with something, they'd take him back in and question him on it, have him change his story to fit. Mm -hmm. And then they keep moving forward. Instead of saying, help, we screwed up, it was move forward, move forward, move forward. And we found that receipt that with the, uh, the time on at 7 11 p.m., that we were, me and my mm -hmm. ex were in, in Harrisburg shopping, we found it. Not Sue, she, she changed. They went in her and they, they threatened her. and arrested her, arrested her boyfriend, charged him with coke, and if she testified in my favor, he was going to jail, she was getting this and that. So all of a sudden she's like, well yeah, Scott mate never goes shopping, he rushed me to the malls and showered and changed clothes, I noticed their clothes, all of a sudden out of the blue, this shit comes up. So I'm like, what's this? Yeah. So, and it's what they did, they didn't care. So, and again, with all that said, as, as being uh, a reporter that has covered this for the last several years now, with all of that being part of it, take that away. Well, I did read all the documents, and I saw the documents that, that where this guy had lied. Yeah. You had spoke to him on several occasions. I had spoke to him on several occasions. I just don't know where that where where's where his truth lies. So I don't think he can, I don't think he can about. tell the truth. I mean, <clears throat> he told the truth that we weren't there only because he wanted to tell that part of it, and that's all extent. Does he know the rest of it? I'm almost positive he does. Mm -hmm. And I think he found out from Steve Marks. Steve Marks, I have paperwork in there that's from uh, an AA meeting that uh, Lurch, I can't remember, Pesakevich was his name. He had the gas station mm -hmm. down here on Chestnut Street at the time where Steve Marks admitted at the AA meeting that he was at the murder scene. 
and it was because of the anonymity of the meeting, they nobody talked. No, my brothers went to my father went to him and talked to him, and, and they were friends. And Ron Krieger was there. Ron Krieger was the sponsor for Steve Marks, and he confided in Ron. But Ron, Ron, I think he just passed away this year. Uh, he didn't tell. He never told us what was said. Well, proving that you're innocent, will that also prove that someone specific is responsible? It'll be enough to the DNA from the murder scene that's sitting in the Pennsylvania State Police locker will prove who actually did the murder. I mean, with the genealogy DNA they have now that they can track, the hair, the blood, there's uh, there's blood on the tape, there's saliva on the beer cans and the cigarette butts, there's uh, uh, arm hair there that, was, that wasn't Ricky Wolf's, there's hair in his glasses that didn't belong to him. It's all in evidence, can all be tested. Once you prove who one of them belonged to, you get a domino effect. You know, once here's what happened, that, well, you're getting an electric chair. No, I'm not. I'm taking this guy with me. You know? And they offered Billy Hendricks a three and a half to seven year sentence when we were in sitting in the county to testify against me and Tom Yoder. And he goes, he said, screw you. He said, well, I didn't do it and they didn't do it. He could have been out in three and a half to seven years, three and a half years sitting in the county. Instead, he did almost 19 years. Or something we didn't do, and they tried to force us to plead guilty, and uh, I brought that along too. The uh, where mm -hmm. I signed no contest on every portion where it said guilty just to get out, mm -hmm. just so I, could, I couldn't fight for more anymore. And Aaron, everybody out here was their legs were wearing off from trying to do everything I was asking. I mean, but you took that as a win to be able to get a new trial and get out when you did. Oh, absolutely! Huge, was, oh my God, yeah! It was the best thing you could have done. Oh, I got. To were you following that at the time? Oh my oh, God, was I every, was there. She was there every day. <laughs> she was followed everything. She was uh, on the phone with me. Oh my God, I was calling every day. Twice a day, I'd run your phone bill up. That's okay. Oh, from, from prison? Oh, yeah, I was on the yeah. phone with her almost every day. I was on the phone with her. And wow, Kathy. I didn't realize there was a long, that long we, phone yeah. from the so beginning. So how did you guys connect? How did the two of you connect? Uh, Kathy. Kathy. Kathy Quinn Byers. Well, she was married to Mark Byers. It was Kathy Quinn when I met her. She married Mark Byers, Kathy Quinn. That was Huffman when she passed away, right? Yeah. So I went to see you when you were still at Camp Hill, honey. Yep, we were right down there at Camp Hill. I was still and in what did you think of the? What did you think of the voicemail? What I thought is, what bullshit are they doing? What, yeah. what are we doing? And now, a quick word from our sponsors. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1915. SMC stand for selling more cars and satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. The bit, another big thing was in the way down to pick my jury at Adams County. When we told them that there was another receipt in uh, the West Virginia computer banks for Wanamakers, mm -hmm. they, they, that Friday they dis dispatched the trooper down with a subpoena to get it. They got it that Friday. They came back from Adams County and they were supposed to stay down there for the jury pick. They picked Sue Canals up and had her for 11 to, 11 to 13 hours questioning her and piss test her. Mm -hmm. uh, found out she was on drugs. They were going to arrest her boyfriend. That's when she made up the whole story that uh, I rushed her down there. And they still got away with it. They still pushed it through, saying that we were there. Right. You know, the more, more we talk about this, the more it's like, okay, I've seen the movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've seen the movie. Wait for the ending. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it's... Scott, I, I don't know where we go from here. 
except like I you're tell going you, to like keep I fighting. Like I tell you every time, just hold your ground. <laughs> yep, and don't, that's exactly it. And with that said, with the people watching, the people listening, because I'm sure you got a lot of good response from the from the people out there, just give one your final notes to everybody to before we revisit this at some point again in the future. Okay. If anybody knows anything, whether it is five years old and regarding these cases, or if it's 33 years old, step forward now. We need the help. Basically the same, same answer. Uh, you see me on Facebook, you don't have to be friends with me. Private message me. If you know some, these guys are, most of them are dead now. I said, and right. the other ones are geriatrics and they're so full of cancer and I, come forward. Give us that piece of closure. Yeah. If you have it, do it anonymously. But give us enough that we can get it back in. Get it back in, get it back open. You know, we want the truth, we want justice, we want finality. Thank you again for listening to About Last Night, whether this be your first episode or you've been listening the whole way through. You heard from both Lynn and Scott. If you know anything about this case, please come forward. Reach out to someone. You can private message us at Harv Productions LLC on Facebook, and we'd be happy to take any information that you may have. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned. There's plenty more to come. Coming soon to About Last Night. So I got a phone call as I was coming home from a high school football game at around 10 o'clock that there was a severely beaten child in critical condition so I immediately started to call around to various uh, police agencies to find out exactly what was going on. After further investigating, I found out it was a three-year-old child by the name of Arabella Parker. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC.